Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we rewatch and celebrate the goodness that is parks and recreation. And my name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by my, my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? You know what? It is a new day in America because today is Friday, and every day is a new day. We're all time travelers. We can only go one direction. Speaking of so one far. direction. So far, yeah. Um, we've, you watched Primer, right? Or Primer? Prime, Primer, yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great time travel movie. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So today we are. Uh, yeah, wait, hold on, hold on, oh, sorry. Okay. I, I felt like you were going to go and you're going to say something about the boy band One Direction. I was thinking about it. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, I, have, I, have, I have no exit strategy for this. Here's one of the problems with, uh, pop, with pop culture. I hear things, but I don't know what they are. <laughs> and so, so like, okay. I don't know any One Direction songs. I know Harry Styles is a former member of One Direction. I don't even know if they really actually broke up. Are they just on a hiatus? I don't know. I know that Harry Styles drives a lot of people crazy. Um, because he is ambiguous, but, uh, yeah, he's a good singer and he is in a sketch that I love from SNL where he plays AD Bryant's dog. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's awesome. <laughs> so that's all I know about it. What do you know about one direction? Everything that you just told me. Huh? Wow. I'm, I'm an educator. Uh, yeah. yeah so I mean, I, I started the whole thing and I was just like, I, I shouldn't keep going down this road. So I'm glad that you brought it back up. Uh, that's what friends mm -hmm. are for. Yeah. There are some things in this episode that made me think of you and I'll bring those up too. Uh, oh, great. So it's going to be great. Fantastic. Also, we are uh, very rarely, I mean, because we record and then we post it about a week later, I, current events are not something that we talk about often on uh, parks and uh, conversation. But this week, uh, Joe Biden was inaugurated as the 46th president of the United States so far. And um, I don't know about you, but as a Parks and Rec fan, um, I was really excited for Leslie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, I think, and that's worth, that's worth talking about. Like if it had been anybody else, we'd be like, oh, you know, whatever. It's Joe Biden. I mean, be, just because of the connection with Leslie, it, it makes sense. Yeah. And and that hasn't fully been developed here in in the show so far. Right. But she loves Joe Biden, and and so I was just um, as I was watching the inauguration, I was just like, man, Leslie must be really, really stoked right now. And then I remembered, she's not real. And then I also <laughs> remembered, none of this is real. It's all a simulation, uh, and so it's all fine. Don't worry about it. It's a it's a glitch in the matrix. So. Um, I'm really derailing pretty quick right away. Uh, right, on, yeah. right on schedule. Yeah. You know what, though? Speaking of derailing, we had some <laughs> listener email, and I was delighted by this. And so, listener, thank you for sending emails to us. Um, and, you know, it's not just like my mom saying, like, hey, stop talking about me on your podcast anymore. And, like, that's she stopped doing that. Um, and so I wanted to read some of these emails. Is that all right, Jeremy? That's, yeah, it's fine by me. All right. So it's great to get the listener to hear their own name early and then they can just they download and then they leave. Right. Like, you know, um, that's why we're also going to do all of our ads early. So um, just kidding. We don't have sponsors. No one wants any responsibility for this. Um, so this is from listener Wade. And he um, said that he's catching up on the podcast and he's really enjoying the show. And uh, I just want to highlight this thing right here. You guys fit my sense of humor so well. And I think you're hilarious. And that, like he could have stopped there. But he kept going uh, to say that he is uh, he found us through Spotify. So thank you, Spotify. And it was recommended because he listens to Scrubs and The Office rewatch podcasts. And so a fellow Scrubs I fan. Awesome. Yeah, so maybe you and Wade, when we're done with this project, you guys can start a uh, a podcast for Scrubs. Yeah, Scrubs, um, Scrubs is great. Anybody who doesn't like Scrubs is wrong. I'm sure it's funny. I just my wife won't let me watch it. So, oh okay. Uh, and then the uh, he also is encouraging in this email. He says, "I think it's just a matter of time before before people discover your podcast and flock to it," which. That'd be that'd be fun to see a flock of people coming to a digital thing. Uh, thank you guys for what you do. And then he he has a postscript. He's a da data science student, and he's putting together a side project using dialogue from the show 
Oh man. And uh, I replied to this email saying, I need to know what you, what that means. Um, so yeah, what is, what is data science? Yeah. And is it from our show or is it from parks and conversation or parks and recreation? Like what is this show and what is data science? And I, I got to see what this is. Is it, is he making like infographics from parks and rec? Because I am for it. And also while you're at it, how do magnets work? There's no way to know. There's a couple right. of educational clowns who uh, wrote a song about it. Okay. Um, it's called Miracles and Magic by Insane Clown Posse. And if you are thinking about watching this with your children, I know I said clowns, they're not for children. So, but it is a pretty amazing song in how terrible it is. So, uh, and then another email from uh, listener Brianne, who is coming from all the way from Puyallup. And that's how you say it people from out of town Puyallup and uh she had she sent to us her top three episodes from season two which we asked listeners to do and so Brianne uh who sent hers her number three is Sister City uh she says she totally forgot about that plus Fred Armisen is great in everything he does the city was planned uh number two that is true that's true I was just watching something with uh Fred Armisen in uh Brooklyn Nine-Nine he showed up in an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and my kids were so excited. And they said, Venezuela, my country? Uh, <laughs> he, like, that's, he, that's not what he's he, doing here. <laughs> he was in a small arc in uh, Last Man's, uh, Last Man on Earth with uh, Will Forte, who was just in the last episode. And oh, I don't man. know if ever watched that. It was, and it was phenomenal because yeah. he was the last. He got trapped in a, in a jail. It was, it was fantastic. Frank anyway. Armisen was trapped in a jail that, where everybody else was gone? Yes. Oh, and that he was awful. And he was a, like a, 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 well, I don't want to spoil it, but if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's really funny. Yeah, I watched the first season of that, and then I got distracted by something shiny, and I never came back around to it. But the <laughs> the big problem with that show for me is like, and I, I'm sure they did this on purpose, but like, there's no bodies. Like, everybody's gone, but like, it's way too clean for everybody just to like be gone you know so it bothered wow. me you want anyway. more like walking dead just littered landscape of bones yeah okay merry christmas uh number two from brianne is greg pakaitis she loves the plot twist in this one and maybe the funniest joke in the whole season. Uh, Greg Pekaitis is telling Dave why he loves to mess with Leslie so much because she gets all worked up and scrunches her face all angry. And then they look over and she's glaring at them with that face. What? And it gets her every time. And then number one is Telethon. Uh, this made her number one, not just because it's so full of insanity of everyone showing off their, quote, talents during the Telethon, but because of the ending when Leslie drives to Ann's house, parking on her front lawn after her, <laughs> her shift. They talk and she falls asleep for 22 hours all the while. Sweet Anne is checking her vitals and making sure she's okay, but still draws a mustache on her face. Total friend goals. And I just love them. So thank you, Brianne, for your email. And Wade, thank you for your email. And if you are a listener and you want to send us an email, send that to Parks and Conversations at G uh, Parks and Conversation at gmail.com. Parks and Conversation at gmail.com. So with all that said, let's get into the the meat of this episode. We are on season three, episode four, Ron and Tammy two. And I need to preface whenever Tammy is on the show, they're gross. <laughs> it's in my notes. Yeah. But again, again, just a reminder, they are married in real life, which again, I know that for, for a lot of people, the jokes are over the top, uh, uncomfortable, you know, probably not the best one to maybe to watch with young kids and stuff. But again, if in the back of my mind, knowing that they're a married couple at this point, watching them go through, I just, it just looks like a really fun, like what a, what a fun way to, to be actors together and try to gross out all of your friends at the same time. And people you don't even know. Sure. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Because I've never met these people, and I think they're gross. <laughs> uh, so they have totally convinced me of their grossness. And the show starts um, with a collections officer coming to see Ron Swanson in the Parks Department office. And he's coming because the, the library has put out a collections notice against Ron for a library book. 
um, that is, to put it gently, um, belittling his body. Runs manhood, if you were. Runs manhood, yes. And, yeah. uh, and so he has late fees for this book. And so Ron knows instantly it's Tammy. <laughs> She's checking in on him, trying to see how, how he's doing. Um, and so Ron is like, one of the things he says is like, I've never checked out a book from the library. <laughs> so right. um, I love, I love just the, the hatred for the library continues throughout this whole show. And here Ron's just like, I've never checked out a book from the library, which is good. Um, and then he goes to confront Tammy at the library, uh, librarian's office, the whatever her office. And uh, tells her like, Hey, clear the charges. And she, all the while, is trying to tempt him with uh, slapping her face with beef, jer- beef jerky and just real gross behavior. <laughs> I love it. She's like, she's been over in the scene and she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I was checking for scoliosis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you'd even do that. Usually it takes like a trained professional to help you with that. The last time I was checked for scoliosis was in elementary school. And right. it was like... I think it's one of those things that I'm sure it's a real condition that people suffer with, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like it was something that was worked into the teachers union to say, Hey, every teacher needs a little break from time to time. So on the third Wednesday of October, we're going to send the kids into the nurse's office for lice checks. And on the uh, fourth Friday of November is a scoliosis check. Mm-hmm. And then in December it's the hearing check. It's just one of those things to like, we know we can't give you more recesses. So here's a, a break for you from these kids. How do you think that theory holds up? I, I, yeah, it's totally, totally makes sense. Like in ours, we okay. had, you know, optional exorcisms day. Um, we also did, we, we had the eye test to see, we also, we also tested to see if anybody had any extra like powers, like, like, they would do the the thing in the opening of Ghostbusters where to see if you could mm-hmm. like know what the card was without looking at it. And we would get shocked if we, yeah. if we didn't. So, I mean, yeah, there is lots of, I don't know if that was the same for you, but no, yeah. but I didn't go to Christian school. Oh yeah. Well, that's probably okay. That's good. Good for you. Look at, look at how our paths diverged in life. See how that works. Yeah, I, went to, I went to a public school where they affirmed all of those things. So, right. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know magic? You know, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. yeah, all important stuff. So, uh, Leslie also goes with Ron to, uh, t- to confront Tammy and Tammy, uh, intimidates Leslie like right away. She's like, ah, this is not good. Um, but Ron is like, I'm impervious to your temptations. I'm in a healthy relationship. Uh, and so like, it's like, wow, Tom or Ron, you've really, uh, you, you've really matured here. Like I was really proud of Ron in this Mm -hmm. moment as I was watching again, just knowing his journey with the crazy that is Tammy. Um, and so as, uh, yeah, so Leslie's intimidated as she's leaving, she can barely even finish a sentence. Uh, and yeah, so good cold open and it's a cold open that sets up the the conflict for the seat this this whole episode uh and so i I appreciate that it's not just a random thing that's happening Mm -hmm. um so and it's funny and then credits comes back and leslie is planning a pizza party for cops to ask them to volunteer volunteer for harvest fest security and i do love that like every person in the world if invited to a pizza party, we'll say yes. I just, I just know it's to be, I know it to be true. Like, yeah, I love pizza. I will go. Even lactose intolerant people because they can eat breadsticks. Mm-hmm. Well, no, but it's worth the pain. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> just power through. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pizza is a gift from the Lord. And when, when we embrace the gift from the Lord and enjoy the pizza, it's like any suffering that this pizza might bring upon my digestive tract, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. It's part of my journey. But what about a healthy salad? <laughs> no. And that good way to bring us back on track because because <laughs> Leslie Ben is offering some suggestions uh, for this party. Like they're trying to figure out what, what kind of pizza to order. And, and Ben offers, what if we brought 
and like had some healthy salad. And everybody's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, he will later suggest the calzones. And again, everybody's like, that's stupid. Nobody likes calzones. Uh, we're going to come pizza. to find out. It's just pizza that's it's harder to eat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's useless. Uh, we're going to come to find out that Ben really loves calzones. Loves them. Where where are you on the on the calzone pizza you know spectrum voting? Yeah. Well, I uh, I really have to feel like no shame if I'm going to order a calzone. Like I have to be in a place where I'm like I'm okay with my life choices at this point because it's just so much bread. It's so much bread. It's so much just work. And so they are tasty, but it is like uh, eating this is going to take forever. And so I have to really commit to it. Where are you it's, on the calzone? Yeah, I mean, it's a basically it's a huge cheese hot pocket. I mean, it's a giant hot pocket really is what it is. And then and then you dip it into the marinara. So, you know, I think I, I, I'm for it. There's times I'm like, I really like a calzone. It's fun. You know, it's a little bit different, mixes it up. But I agree. It's not that I agree that they're useless, but definitely as far as like ease of consumption, pizza is the way to go. Yeah, because pizza, a slice of pizza, you can fashion into a calzone by just folding it in half a little bit, right? Like you get this yeah, like similar a, effect. A, like a pizza roll. Yeah. I did see that Papa John's has the, the pizza dilla, which is mm -hmm. basically like a pizza sandwich, which... I know a calzone is a pizza sandwich in its own way, but the the thing about the calzone that like really throws me over the top is the additional crust ridge where you you tuck in so like the fillings of the calzone don't come out. Like that is where I I see that and I'm like that is just a lot of a lot of bread to eat. Yeah. And so that's part of why I have a hard time getting into it. But the pizza dilla looks like it could be a a good compromise because it's like the it's just the two pieces of pizza put together, right? Yeah, it looks like a, a, a giant pizza pizza taco. Oh yeah, oh man, I love tacos and pizza, and it comes back to my theory that every culture has a flatbread uh, food product, and if we could just get on board with recognizing the beauty of the flatbread food product, so the taco, the burrito, the pizza shawarma uh, pitas all of these different like ways that food is delivered to us on flatbread mm -hmm. i think we would have a better a better culture a better a better world yeah, we'd have peace of absolutely yeah you know we could call it the flatbread society <laughs> yeah i would <laughs> i would <laughs> maybe those flatbreaders are onto something so yeah, who knows uh but part of the reason why they need all of the security and I, is mainly because uh, something about outdoor events, it encourages people to pee on everything. And so Leslie is trying to get, throw this pizza party for the cops to get uh, the police to make sure people don't pee on everything, uh, which is a good, good call. Um, and uh, and while they're in this pizza party planning meeting, uh, which is my 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 rap album name uh dj jason <laughs> the pizza party planning meeting uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fire my friends uh ron uh is interrupted because his uh his girlfriend wendy comes and wendy is tom's ex-wife listener mm -hmm. remember uh and uh i love ron he's like i'm gonna go get a quick pre-lunch with my lady friend <laughs> don't worry i'll be back for lunch later <laughs> So, um, it's just hilarious because the other two episodes ago, I think it was, he says, he tells Andy, he's like, I'm famished. I haven't had lunch since yesterday. So Ron right. really, really loves his lunch. Well, the midday meal is oh. one of the most important six meals of the day. <laughs> exactly. Ron. So what about second breakfast? Uh, <laughs> so he, uh, he takes off and Ben is like, wow, Wendy is really, really beautiful. And Chris, or Andy is laughing. Is like that's Tom's ex ex wife. <laughs> so I find that hilarious. I just think it's so funny because Andy misses so much. Like you know, I, I don't know these these like um, you know cues in in social situations. But that one, he was like all over. Like oh man, that's awkward. <laughs> let me let me point it out and make it a little bit more awkward. <laughs> and he's looking he's looking right at the back of Tom's head the whole time. It's so right. funny. 
<laughs> so that will be part of the problem. So we've got some instigating tension here in this episode. We've got Tammy out in the ether somewhere. We've got Ron dating uh, Tom's ex-wife, who it was a green card marriage. And, you know, Tom has feelings for Wendy, but Wendy does not have feelings for Tom. It's mm. a whole thing. There's going to be tension. But before we go too far down the road of ten- that tension, we also find that April is working as Chris's assistant. Oh, man. And uh, the most important task right now is to order more post-it notes, but no orange. I have plenty of orange. Uh, and I, have so you ever owned a different color of post-it note other than light yellow? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. But the reason I have, I, I've never asked for any other colors of post-it note, but they get lumped in when you like at the office, like they will order things mm-hmm. and they just order a bundle of post-it notes. And I'm, I'm not like in charge of requisition of post-it notes. Like I don't have the kind of authority that April has in this show. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I don't, I can't say, I don't like, I don't even know what's going to happen. Here comes some post-it notes. And it's like, ah, oh, green, green is hard to read. It's hard to read on any color other than the light yellow. So I don't know why people get the different colors, but I do have these really cool. I'm, I'm looking in my office right now. Um, it might be behind my monitor. These really cool like flags. Yeah, found it. I got to I can't see behind my monitor, so I'm just going by feel. But and, and this is a visual medium here, um, mm-hmm. but they're Looks good. They're different color flags that are like the same post-it note material that is great for marking up books that you're borrowing from other people that they probably don't oh, want yeah. you to write in. I love right. those. So. Yeah, but that's it. I would never write on any other color of post-it note if I had a choice. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So, April, uh, she does not seem to be enjoying working for Chris at this point. Um, But he does give her a job on an orange post-it note that says, great job. So, go (laughs) back to wherever they're eating. Chris Chris is just immune to April sarcasm, too. Because she's like, oh, okay. So, order 50 million more orange posts. I was like, ha, that's hilarious. And she's like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chris is just a delighted person. Yeah. Whatever's happening, it's literally the best. So, yeah, he's great. Uh, And so, they uh, cut cut to Ron and uh, Wendy eating pre-lunch and she tells him that she's going to be moving back home to Canada to help her aging parents. Mm. Uh, And so this relationship is, you know, a healthy relationship that is starting to fall apart here. And she invites Ron to move to Canada and he almost spits coffee out of his nose. Like the whole idea of moving to Canada is preposterous. (laughs) No, I I don't think I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, she's like really putting herself out there with him and he just laughs at her in her face, basically. Um, So, so that's pre-lunch. And then we fast forward in time to the pizza party. So we missed the rest of the work day. Um, I'm sure there was stuff that happened. Like, did she get those post-it notes? Um, And uh, so they go to the bar and Ben wonders when they should ask the chief for this huge favor. Uh, And Leslie's got a whole plan of exactly when the food is happening and between how many drinks he may have had and all that kind of stuff. Um, And uh, so he's, she's got it under control. Then we see Ron at the bar and Wendy is, uh, he's telling them that Wendy is leaving just after he taught her how to whittle. She made this pointed stick, which is bent. It's a bent. It's a bent stick. It's just like this is really. She's not good at this. Um, he and, just taught uh, her, man. Give her, give her a break. I don't know how much learning you need to not make it a bent stick. <laughs> like if if you're whittling, you can make it straighter. Yeah, and and plus, I don't want to be. What is it? countryist I, I, I don't even know the term for it but don't i i th- and i'm not i'm really not trying to be insulting but doesn't every canadian ever born know how to whittle i would think so i think uh yeah, so, you don't anyway. you're you're trying not to be a xenophobe xenophobe yeah like canadians I are very different than us yeah there was a game uh yes xenophobia on the nintendo yeah remember that it was, it was like, yeah in the article yeah, well, yeah, it was really, pretty a side scroller with aliens. You go through the doors on each end. Yes, it was so hard. It was very difficult. Uh, so yeah, so we don't want to be xenophobes. Go back to Canada, Wendy. Um, <laughs> so uh, 
so yeah so you know the bar the pizza part is happening I love, I love canada by the way i really do it's it's I, it's a beautiful, I used to it's love a beautiful canada country. when i could go there someday we'll go to canada <laughs> true. again well, someday uh, someday right, pizza party anyway sorry yeah so uh so the par- pizza party's happening ron's there people are showing up it's 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 gonna be it looks like it's gonna be a great event and then it cuts back to Anne and chris and they're on a date uh, and Anne is really excited about this relationship. She's feeling great. And, you know, it's not just because of all the supplements Chris makes her take. Um, and, uh, and, you know, she says like, Chris is going to be moving back to Indianapolis soon. And, you know, I really like him. And if he asked me to move there, I would. Uh, and so we see like, wow, th- there could be some major changes coming for Ann Perkins, uh, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's neat to see. Ann is happy. Chris is happy. Everyone's happy except for Ron and April. Uh, but then they order, and I love how Ron or Chris orders his food. Like he knows exactly what he wants and how he wants it. And he's he's a very assertive person. Mm-hmm. And we see Anne then also practicing this assertiveness. And so it's like, oh wow, he's helping Anne be more assertive in her life. It's good, right? It's all good. And keeping her regular. Mm-hmm. Yes, which I think is a major part of assertiveness. Like I will have a regular bowel movement. Uh, so I almost think um, you almost almost don't have to be as assertive at that point. Just kind of happens. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Um, yeah. So we uh, then cuts back to the bar, and we see that Ben is super nervous around cops. <laughs> And uh, this is where I thought this reminds me of Jeremy <laughs> when when Jeremy gets nervous, <laughs> he gets rambly. <laughs> Very true. Start, Very true. Start, starts making jokes that are just a little uh, what? <laughs> Not nothing inappropriate, but just like why that right now? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you've made it this far in the podcast, you've experienced it. <laughs> A couple times, like okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ben's relationship <laughs> with the cops is the most Jeremy thing about this whole show, and and Fart. so every time, yeah, instantly sweaty, like <laughs> sweaty, <laughs> it's great, it's, it's nailed so, it. Uh, yeah, but I won't go too far into that. Uh, so then at the part <laughs> at the pizza party, Tom shows up with Tammy, and she keeps calling him Glenn, well, and oh, yes, but also the cop just. Just because it comes back is that the cop, he, Ben is like so nervous and he's like, what about Calzones? Like somehow, somehow he wedges Calzones into it and the cop's like, what's his problem? Like, (laughs) what's wrong with this guy? Yeah. And that'll come back. That'll that'll be an important part in a moment. Um, But uh, so then Tom shows up with Tammy and they're both just trying to make Ron jealous. Um, and Tom, Ron just says to Tom right away, you're in over your head. Like you, this is not some, this is a force you do not want to mess with. Um, and they get into an argument and Tammy hits Ron and he, they're surrounded by cops. And I love this talking head because right away they all give their statements to (laughs) the media and they're all like matter of fact, succinct statements, like five ten, portly fellow mustache beard it was a domestic altercation of some nature and they all end with real piece of work <laughs> i'm talking about real Tammy piece of work real piece of work um yeah and so they did you uh, notice in the back in the background they were playing don't fear the reaper by blue oyster yes. cult and i don't, I don't yes. know if that was on per i feel like it was on purpose um so because that's when tammy showed up it's like okay she's got her own theme song in a sense um yeah and, and the other thing i was going to say too is like this is the second time ron's tried to help out tom like remember with the pepper don't eat i wouldn't recommend that son you know so he's it's like why doesn't tom listen to ron he knows what's up yeah ron is right and tom is just being belligerent because tom is a a man child and he needs to learn from his mistakes that's true And, and so yeah so ron is trying to protect him and uh he even takes a slap for him like he's yeah, he's Tammy is taking out the aggression on Ron. And uh, and so that's intense. And uh, so they leave. And they say, we're going to go get a cup of coffee. We're going to talk things out. Um, and it's like, oh, wow. OK, this is a very mature response. 
Yeah, but Leslie, Leslie's, she know, I mean, she's like terrified. Yeah. You see in her eyes. Mm -hmm. Bad things are afoot. Mm -hmm. And so cut to the next morning and we find that Tom, Iran and Tammy were arrested uh, and they're in jail and they are making out between the bars of the prison. Uh, Overnight, (laughs) they got married and Ron got cornrows. Uh, So it's. It's a lot. They got arrested because they they broke into the uh, records office to steal a uh, wedding certificate. And I don't know where they found a chapel or a judge to do this wedding this late at night, but they found somebody who would do this uh, and they got married and they immediately just started to uh, have adult times uh, in the courthouse. And so the, the chief says we had no other choice but to arrest them. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like, yep, that's I had good call. So, so I had to look up like Ron actually or, or Nick Offerman actually had cornrows done to his hair. And I, I was like, well, how I don't know anything about that night cornrows. And so I looked it up real quick just to see it. And you don't need super long hair to have cornrows. And I guess Ron or Nick Offerman said, um, took about a half an hour for the department, the um, styling department to do it and it felt like a really intense head massage yeah wow i would you ever do that well i mean here's the crazy thing growing up going on like missions trips to mexico there were there would be girls who would do cornrows because they didn't have to like wash their hair for a week but then later there's like this whole cultural appropriation thing and so mm-hmm. i don't know i i just i mean it's it's not a look that I would do as like a statement for myself, like, like, Hey, look at my cornrows. Um, but I guess it makes sense from a practical standpoint, maybe, but I don't know. So probably not. I don't know. You, hmm. you don't No, Never. You need like, an, you need like two inches of hair to do it roughly. Yeah, That's what I found out. I don't think I'm ever going to be, uh, in that ballpark of hair length again. Yeah. I'd probably do I'd... dreads before I did cornrows. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> don't. I'm your friend. Please don't. Don't. Listen, Andy DeFranco, just like, please just like how much w- don't. <laughs> just think of how much water you, you save by not washing your hair ever. Yeah, and think about how much money you're going to save when you don't have any more friends to buy gifts for. <laughs> That's true. Ooh, wow. All positives. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, uh, the cor- the, the dreads on the, uh, the white hipster, not a good look. Yeah. Adam Duritz. Come on. Come on, dude. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so this is not a good scene with Ron. I love the, though, that he's wearing cornrows and a kimono. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we talk about cultural appropriation and he's right. really going for it. All the cultures. Just, as many cultures as he can get in Pawnee. And so, um. Did you read the uh, the the trivia for this episode? No, at all. So on IMDb, it says the kimono Ron's wearing is an authentic Japanese kimono, but interesting, it is a kimono meant specifically for married women. <laughs> which, which knowing Tammy, like the way Tammy has Ron, like kind of you know under her spell right now, is a really funny. If they really meant to do that, so yeah, that's funny. Yeah, um, yeah so it cuts to. Uh, Chris's office and Chris asks April to cancel lunch with Anne and, and April just pretends to make the call uh, because she is trying to sabotage their relationship because nobody can be happy around April. <laughs> then uh, cuts back to the, the, op, the police station. And Leslie says, look, I need to ask you a favor. Uh, can you release Ron into my custody? And uh, the op, the chief says, yeah, absolutely. And just make sure that he stays 500 feet from any library. And I love Leslie's response. Like, that's good advice for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Good advice for everybody. So um, Ben at this moment also calls the chief bro. Uh, (laughs) I I didn't know. It's just like (laughs) she admonishes him. It's so great. But he also Uh, is like, he gives her the side eye. Like, no, you can't. Like, he starts to say, don't use your favor. Like this is right. that's what all last night, and now you've used it to get run out. Now we're back to square one, which right. I think and is impo- important for later. If they can't get the police, they can't do the event. They need security for the event, and so there's like Ben is very worried about making sure this can happen. Mm-hmm. Leslie has no worries about this 
at all. But no, she also her knows prior- how Pawnee works. Right. Yeah. But her priority is her friend, you know, mm-hmm. so we know Leslie's as much as she wants the, the, the political stuff and all the, the township to go forward with the festival, her friend's in trouble. And so, yeah. 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 And so since her friend's in trouble, the best thing to do is to have an intervention in your office. Absolutely. Uh, and so that's what they do. They call in the parks department and Andy to have an intervention. Uh, and, uh, they start confronting, they're going to confront Ron with what he has done. And Jerry comes a little late, but it was, he was late because he was getting a gift because he thought it was a reception. (laughs) (laughs) That, that part made me laugh out loud. It's just, Hey, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And in the, in the whole uh, intervention, we have Donna who's like, I don't even recognize you anymore. I love you like a brother, but right now I hate you like my actual brother, Lavondrius, who I hate. <laughs> so, uh, so Donna is like fired up and intense about this. And uh, Tom is just like, look, I think uh, you look really happy and I hope you do well. And they immediately tell him to sit down and shut up. Uh, and then Andy stands up like, I don't know what's going on here, uh, but follow your dreams. <laughs> no matter what uh, keep going (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then leslie's like no it's like oh uh, no follow your dreams uh and then um eventually it gets to the point where they play a video for ron um let's say past ron talking to future ron in case of the event of ron ever falling into the clutches of tammy again and so they play the video and i love uh Ron, he's like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And Leslie's response is like, that was you on that video. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> you said those things. <laughs> so yeah. we've, we've been through that for a few years. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the world. Uh, so, um, and then the, uh, while this is all happening, Anne goes to confront uh, Chris uh, to see why she he stood her up for lunch and then she finds out that April intentionally didn't get the call. Um, and so April is trying to sabotage her work, her job with Chris, um, because she doesn't want to be doing work, the work that Chris wants her to do. And so she's trying to ruin that and ruin their relationship between Anne and Chris. It's all wins for April at this point, but instead, and when Chris shows up and is like, yeah, April was really helpful. She even sent flowers. And so she's like buttering up, april for her sabotage um and so the tables have turned um and chris is just delighted uh and so cut back to the intervention this is where they play the video and then tammy shows up and again i wrote in my notes here they are gross um and they are talking about plans to have to start a family and go out to the cabin uh with just um cases of gatorade and bags of peanuts for energy and it's all just gross from there um and so they drive everybody out of the office uh andy then comes up to chris's office with a document from ron trying to release april uh for a very important top secret message or uh, project and then we find out that that message is from bert macklin (laughs) uh so that always makes me laugh when bert macklin shows up um and uh chris is like look i know uh, what you're trying to do, but I think you have great potential and I would like to co- you to come and work with me in Indianapolis. And uh, while he's telling April all of this, you know, you cut, it cuts to Anne and Andy who are like, they're the other parts of these relationships here. Anne wants to go to Indianapolis with Chris and Andy wants April to stay. And so like, that's, I thought that was like, just a really great like use of the camera in that moment. Mm-hmm. to show their reactions to Chris's like invitation to like help April, like become a more prominent uh, figure in his, his own life and give her opportunity to, you know, advance her career, meet new people, all kinds of good stuff. Um, and uh, yeah. So I thought that was just really great camera work. Yeah, just got, to it, show it us. got real. Yeah. In, in that moment, like everything kind of got, got real for a second. They're both, you know, a little jealous. They're jealous of April and April's like trying to figure out like, Oh wow. Okay. And then, yeah, it's just an end on like this joke. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real intense moment. And, uh, so we are kind of left with that hanging, but April's like, I'll think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then 
uh, cuts back to the office and Leslie confronts Tom. Like, this is all your fault. And Tom doesn't think it's his fault, uh, but it is. He is just trying to make Tom or Ron jealous um, because of his relationship with Wendy. And, you know, it's like he doesn't know everything that's going on, that they're breaking up and stuff. And so, um, so yeah, so now Tom is like, oh, there's something I got to do to fix this. And then it cuts to Ben bravely going to the police station by himself mm-hmm. to go ask for the to see the chief chief calls him calzone boy he's like how that nickname doesn't stick um and so he goes and asks for the favor to do security and the chief is just like yeah just get, let me know like whatever you need unless he gets whatever she wants uh and he's like why and his response was so great it just shows us how great leslie is it's a, mm-hmm. she's the kind of person who doesn't use who uses her favors for her friends she can have as many favors as she wants yeah um yeah i was like that's awesome like the chief knows Leslie. And so like, yeah. And Ben is learning a little bit about the quality of Leslie in this town, but right. also that, uh, Leslie used to have a boyfriend named Dave. He's moved to San Diego and he starts asking about it. And the chief says, what are you, some kind of pervert? <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. No, like, no, no. And then instantly, instantly the whole flop sweat thing returns. Like Ben was doing yeah. really good. Kind of coming out of his shell. Being was like, Oh, this is going well. Boom. Perfect. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Cannot good. get out of the office fast enough. I love like these moments when the chief, especially the chief who you think is going to like deny and be, you know, a hard head and all this stuff. We find out how valuable Leslie is to every, like the really prominent people, but because of her character, like they, they'll go out on a limb for her because of how many times she's done it. And I know it's, it's these moments that are the heart of the show that I think attract so many people. Like you can have a really funny show and you know, all that, but I think the people that it, I don't, I don't know how to say it. Like these are the heartwarming moments that aren't super cheesy, but say like, Oh, this, this shows it is about what real people can do and how they can affect those around them. So I just, I just really, really like this moment. And, uh, and I think it's why it made Parks and Rec so popular. Not this one, but moments like this. Right. Yeah. These are real people in a real place working together. It's like yeah. kind of how they're communicating it. And like, we all hope that we could have these kinds of like people in charge of things. <laughs> like people with character and optimism. <laughs> Wouldn't that yeah. be cool? That sounds good. Someday. I like that. Let's do it someday. Uh, so it cuts to uh, the library and uh, Ron and Tammy are there <laughs> and they're having a bridal party reception um, <laughs> at the library. And, uh, you know, the greatest gift of all is Ron. Uh, Tammy gets a new library card that says Tammy Swanson Swanson. And they laugh <laughs> library jokes. Uh, and Tom crashes the party. And uh there's this another great camera piece here where uh we are it is revealed that jerry has is at this reception <laughs> <laughs> eating cake like, like he left the office jerry. everybody was like this is a bad thing what's happening but he's like well i got him a gift i'm still gonna give him a gift <laughs> so uh and it's tumblers it's from right from their registry which is another fun thing that we kind of went over quickly, like in the montage of their crazy evening, they did go and register for presents for their wedding. And Ron is on the cart, like being pushed through like bed, bath and beyond or whatever with that scanner gun, like giggling profusely. It's great. Um, And so Tom shows up and, and says like, this is all my fault. I was just trying to make you jealous. And, uh, Tammy's just like, shut up, Glenn. <laughs> he starts hitting yeah. him and like, like attacking him and beating him, beating him up. And Ron intervenes and says, that's enough. Like, like this is over. And he picks Tom up and like carries him out of the library, like a <laughs> firefighter hero. Um, and I love that. So, and yeah, so Ron has a moment of clarity. He sees what less, uh, what Tammy is doing to somebody else, somebody that he cares about. And he's, uh, he has this revelation, like, this is what she wants to do to everybody in her life. Seeing you, <laughs> pick, on the, seeing you pick on this pathetic, defenseless little man. <laughs> and Tom's like, right. hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah. And so, yeah. So Ron uh, takes, her, takes him out. And uh, maybe that's the end of their relationship, Ron and Tammy. Mm. We can only hope. Hopefully. Hopefully it won't be. Uh, and then it cuts to uh, Ben and Leslie coming and um you know saying like hey we got the chief to do uh the security 
and you know a little celebration there and then he's like hey you guys you want to eat you have getting anything to eat like let's go and uh, they start making jokes about calzones and how pointless they are and uh and and <laughs> ben's response is i thought that was the this calzone place was beat on dead horse avenue and leslie's just like seriously like calzones are pointless and like just like looks mad and starts to leave and um and Ben is like, I don't know what I did, how I offended her. And then she turns around, just kidding, let's go. So, um, so they go and have dinner. So this <laughs> oh, is a okay. relationship. That was, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, this is a relationship that is uh, sparking here to go and have dinner together. And uh, it, it might seem fast how all of this is happening, uh, because just a few episodes ago, Leslie was telling Ben that he was a monster. Mm-hmm. So. Big change is happening, but maybe she's seen how sweaty he gets around police and is like, well, you know, he can't be that bad. Right. Unless he's a criminal. Not, not, a criminal. All, not all sweaty people are criminals. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then the credit scene is Tom and Ron having a drink in Ron's office, uh, you know, talking about, you know, the, the Tammy and he's about Tom's uh, apologizing and uh, they're making it right. And uh, he, Tom says, these are nice glasses. And he's like, Jerry got them for me for a wedding present. And he's like, aren't you going to return them? He's like, ah, too much of a hassle. <laughs> so, that's the end of the episode. Such a good episode. It is a good episode. And uh, in the IMDb ratings, uh, one user review said a sequel better than its predecessor. Um, and so. From the yes. first Ron and Tammy. Yeah. So Ron and Tammy episode was crazy. You've seen nothing yet. This episode features a wedding, imprisonment, backstabbing, and cornrows. <laughs> so, I mean, it's everything you need. Right. It was like, it's almost the exact same plot line as Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> so, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, that's actually where I left off on the, uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise. I haven't seen any of the others, the Fasters or Furiousers, just Too Fast, Too Furious. And I'm like, I think I get it. So, yeah, um, the last one, the last one, I didn't even like. It was just all motion blur. Like the whole movie was just you couldn't even see him. Was that Fate of the Furious? <laughs> that was like or, Return Return of the Furious. The Furious Rises. I don't. I can't. I can't keep up. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So, good. Good episode. Solid. Solid storytelling. Ron and Tammy are gross, and that's always going to be the case. Um. And uh, yeah, I just. Even this picture on IMDb <laughs> of, them in the, of them in the jail cell. Yeah, it's like this yeah. is your wedding photo. Like, it's like this is what you want. Uh, oh man, so bad, so bad. Uh, yeah. Did you have any other trivia from this episode that you saw on the uh, the research machine? Um, not, not that. Uh, oh yeah, the one was um, after Ron Swanson. He shaved his mustache um, because he had missing mustache bits uh nick offerman had to wear a fake one for the next three episodes so keep keep an eye out on for that his fake mustache oh yeah you know i never even thought about that because i you you would think they could just take like a week off and he could grow it back because he (laughs) seems to be a uh a very swarthy person so uh, that means grows hair fast yeah i think so okay i'm not i'm not totally sure um, I did think that the uh, the music selections in this episode are great. So you've got Don't Fear the Reaper, mm-hmm. which you mentioned in the bar. And while the they were in the bar, I was like, this bar has some great music. <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually, I when I hear that song, like, I do think about the cowbell, cowbell sketch from SNL. Sure. But I'm also just like, this is actually kind of like a, a it's a good song. It is. Yeah, it's a great it is a great song. And it's nice when that wasn't if if that wasn't your first exposure to it was the SNL sketch. So mm-hmm. growing up with, you know, my, my dad listened to a lot of classic rock. And I'm not saying I'm like a huge, you know, uh, BOC fan or anything like that. But, uh, you know, having heard it before, it's like, yeah, this is a good song. And then Will Will Ferrell and the cowbell just makes it that much better. Right. That, that's my thoughts on that. Because it does have a bizarrely mixed cowbell <laughs> in this song. And like, whoever thought, like, they're just li- like writing sketches for SNL. Like, I'm sure there are a lot of great failures um, and swings and misses that never even make it to air. But 
like whoever was like, hey, you guys know the song Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cold? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that song. Here, listen to this. They're like, listen, anything stand out to you? <laughs> like, yeah, now that you mentioned it, that's a lot of cowbell. Um, yeah, so, whose idea was that to just like make it, you know, just, you know what this needs? A little bit more cowbell. <laughs> Turn it up. Turn, Turn it up. It and, what up. If, and what if there's like just a cowbell guy? Like if there's just like, that's his job. Well, according to the sketch, that's exactly what happened. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like as they're we writing have a lot it, of songs like, that feature cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Christopher Walken this episode, so I think <laughs> the skit practically wrote itself at that oh, point. Man, I'm Bruce Dickinson. Uh, so <laughs> the other uh, great songs, "Dancing on the Ceiling," run as they're driving away from the police <laughs> yes. officers, uh, police department. He says, "That's our song. Your song is that's dancing song. on the ceiling." <laughs> And then we also have Taking Care of Business in the Bar and Cradle of Love by Billy Idol and Hey Man, Nice Shot, performed by Filter. And Filter. So, yeah. Do you want me to sing it for you? Um, no, I'm not going to. But yeah, some just like good songs in the background. And this isn't a show that is, you know, highlighting songs very often. Right. Um, and so like the use of these songs, I thought was like, ah, oh, this is kind of this is nice. So they did a good job um yeah i don't know what else to hit on this episode i think maybe we should wrap it up and come back around next week for another conversation about parks that's why we call this parks and conversation yeah um i'll i'll be here um next week is media blitz oh man leslie hits the pony media circuit to promote the harvest festival but ben freaks out on air when his passive is exposed, <laughs> which is so. <laughs> is this the one where he says, listen, everybody's had gay thoughts. <laughs> yes, I th- I, I'm almost positive. <laughs> he just melts. Oh. He's, and it, and it just keep, keeps getting worse. It's just, it's so great. His, uh, so great. Yeah. And um, ben, ben is my kind of my spirit animal, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, April threatens Andy that she'll leave for Indianapolis unless he does her chores. So, oh yeah. man, oh we, go. we meet Crazy Ira and the douche. Oh my crazy gosh, Ira and the douche. <laughs> oh yeah. man, and the guy who's making all the sound drop. Oh man, so many good things. So many good things. Matt Besser oh. is a funny person. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, we should stop. Okay. Well, <laughs> I could. Just, I'm just. Now I'm reading other quotes. So please email us uh, at or email us parks and conversation at gmail.com. Let us know uh, what you thought about this episode. And we'd love to hear from you if, uh, and share your thoughts on the air. If you have an email that you don't want us to read on air, you should make that very clear. Um, so, yeah, I'll see you later, Jeremy. I already left. Oh, what? Bye. And came back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, bye.